1: Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Ah, we welcome
0: you in. That's the, the big voice guy. That's what I like to call him with my main man, J.P. Jacob Padilla with another week of Nebraska preps. It's uh, a lot going on. There were some marquee name matchups, but uh, the games didn't really kind of turn out to be that way for a lot of the folks outside of Class B where I felt like there were a couple, including Waverly and Scott, that lived up to the billing.
1: I think the two that we kind of highlighted, Bennington, Norris, as well, yeah. <laughs> almost 100 <laughs> points in that one. Um, but yeah, we had some good matchups in B. Hopefully, looking forward to some more this weekend. Just kind of looking at some of the best games for the week ahead. It looks like B might be um, ha- have two of the the best ones we'll see this week as well.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a lot about Elcord, right? I mean that we we'll, because we don't really know much. We know they lost a ton. Um but, but kind of feeling their way along. It seems like in B the top probably three or four ish, maybe you've got I think Waverly will end up being right there. you like Scott, you like Platt Smith, you like Bennington. What do we do with Aurora?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. They're going to Scott's bluff this week. Um, I don't know that we'll learn a ton uh from that game just based uh consider or compared to what they've already done, but
0: uh not the start that uh, yeah. I think most folks in that community thought that they were gonna get off to
1: no um I mean put up forty four points and lose that's got to hurt yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's a tough start to the season uh obviously they've got some talent. We'll see if they can kind of turn it around here obviously B, B's a pretty small class so um you'd get hot low but you can make a nice little run there and put yourself in a good position if they can kind of turn things around
0: should should I adjust my rearview mirror and, and start? Finding Plattsmith. <laughs> I, I, listen, I know Scott and Bennington get all the talk, but quietly, especially with guys like Manessus, they're getting good quarterback play. I mean, talk about a good quarterback falling in your lap, transferring from Papio South. I mean, Plattsmith is definitely on my radar.
1: Yeah, Nate Kramer in there at quarterback. Um, rough first week, uh, but um, they didn't really need him to have it, and he was efficient uh, in, in week two, and obviously – Christian Manessis carrying the load again this week. Just running all over uh, for Alston. a
0: guy that size. He he runs behind his pads. He's not a big guy, but he's a heavy runner.
1: Three hundred yards and five scores on twenty-five carries. Yeah. Not not a bad uh, day of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, picking up where he left off from a season ago, where I was pretty impressed with him.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously he was um, again one of the guys that that we talked about quite a bit last year. Yeah. Um, uh, and Platt Smith is back for another year, and he's. Uh, he's still toting the mail, and speaking of toting it, Jeez we we mentioned Bennington putting up fifty five points, but Dylan Mostek again. At,
0: at 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 some point, somebody's going to have to get him to the ground.
1: All right, uh, sixty four carries for seven hundred and eight yards and ten touchdowns in two games. Yeah. This uh sixty four, well, yeah, he's well seven hundred and eight and ten touchdowns. Well
0: on his way to closing in on some records. You know, it's uh. It is unbelievable how he's been able to. Uh, I mean, you know it's coming, and they you you still can't really stop it. No, thirty two carries in two games on average, right? I mean, that's that's a good high school workload. That's a good collegiate workload. That's a fantastic NFL workload for everybody, not named Derrick Henry.
1: Well, oh, and he had a uh, thirty nine against uh, uh, Aurora this past week yeah. and. It is kind of interesting um, just looking at Bennington in terms of where they belong in, in that top tier. Giving up 44 points, you needed every one of those carries to kind of hold on because Aurora is making a push down the stretch there. Yeah, and then, it's a
0: good football team, yeah. right? Not a very user-friendly schedule to start. Well, So they'll have time, and it's a program that's used to winning. You assume that they won't panic, right? They'll, they'll kind of stay the course and looking to kind of get hot here because I don't want to bury them just yet, but... Um between Bennington, Plattsmith and 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 Scut. I mean Scott in a slugfest uh with Waverly. Fantastic matchup.
1: Well, and then kind of started getting some points there late with uh both teams finally uh finding the end zone. Um Scott held on there for a twenty seven twenty four win in overtime. overtime yeah. Okay, yeah. Um back to back years where that thing's gone down to the wire.
0: That's that's turned into a nice rivalry. Yeah. It quietly. It kind of snuck up on me, right? I don't I look for you know a little more local, but Waverly is having none of it. I, I mean, they have they have done their best to step up to the plate.
1: And Waverly, they uh, hit a big touchdown late to tie it up, right, yeah. with like less than a minute left or something to get it to overtime. So, um, yeah, that's like you said, that's developing a really nice rivalry. Um, Got to make sure to put that one on the calendar every single year now, just right. based on what they've been showing recently.
0: Really good intensity, I think. Uh, the the crowds embrace it too, and you know as we as we jump over to a Bellevue West number one ranked Bellevue West, they coast uh, turn into the L.J. Richardson show. But probably the most impressive performance of the week was Millard South and how they handled Elkhorn South with relative ease.
1: Yeah, that's that's the game I was at, and obviously both teams are kind of figuring some things out up front uh, on both sides of the ball with what they lost from a year ago but the difference in that game was quarterback and Gage Stenger he was the best player on the on the field and consistently made plays when Miller South needed they couldn't they couldn't get the running game going yeah. Christian Nash had 20 carries on 60 yards that was all Stenger on the ground some of it some of it designed some of it just a few broken him plays make a play. yeah. yeah he had a couple uh, third down uh, he had a third and 12 that he uh, picked up 20 yards on and then um had the 16 yard run on third and six for the touchdown um he uh, he had a 27 yard uh touchdown run that yeah, was that was a thing of beauty uh wiped off because he was pointing at the defender on his way into the end zone so <laughs> and though and,
0: th- and that that penalty occurs en route to the yeah. touchdown it it's not so going to stand.
1: They called it at the two-yard line. So we got 25 yards minus a 15-yard touchdown. And then they yanked him, sending the backup quarterback, and then they run the double reverse with Entrell Taylor yeah. hitting Kozel in the end zone for the got, touchdown. Got a
0: lot of respect for that offensive staff. And I think now that they feel like they can throw the ball a little bit, their creativity is starting to shine. They're, they've been known for a long time. Coach Long, that staff with Coach Means, they do a really good job of mixing, matching, offensive concepts that is a it's a tough team to prepare for
1: yeah and then you add again a skill player like taylor who they used in a lot of different ways he had a nice little 55 yard uh screen touchdown play where he broke a tackle or two and then uh just took it to the house um and now, can,
0: now you're getting gas yeah. away times two yeah with both uh, jake and justin
1: yep um uh, Jake had nice little uh, jump ball touchdown in the end zone. Stenger just threw it up to him. He went up for it, tipped it to himself, and had the uh, presence of mind to pull it in and, and, um, and hold on to it for the touchdown. Um, so, yeah, that, w- that was an impressive performance uh, just between Stenger and the weapons he has available to him. Um, it, it, again, you're still wondering about the, the running game against um, yeah. th- the best opponents they'll face. Because um, they really couldn't get much going in and the they trenches. W- they
0: will be tested next week. Yeah, they're going uh, against a very good defense and easily the marquee matchup, which will be Millard South and Bellevue West.
1: Yeah, um, so they got they got to take on uh, Millard West this week first. He got the rivalry, but um, so yeah, working towards that one. Um, but yeah, that I I was impressed with Millard South. Um, I I think it was Millard South three Elkhorn South four going into that game, and Millard South definitely outclassed the storm on.
0: How would you describe Elkhorn South? Maybe ability or maybe inability to utilize some of their skill. Yeah, they just—it was kind of—it was a little bit of some mismatches in the open field, which it kind of—I was a little surprised by that.
1: Yeah, they—they they just couldn't ever get into a rhythm, um, um, offensively with in, in the passing game. I, Corey Wilkie only had one catch, it was nice one-handed. Yeah, he needs—he needs multiple he, targets. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Like he, um, they—they. They, had a few other guys that they had some drops, um, they had some off-target passes, a um, couple of interceptions. One of them was a third down kind of a, um, arm punt or whatever. But um, they, yeah, they just couldn't get into a rhythm. I know Lance Rucker uh, had a pretty good day up front. Who it's was being
0: Relatively quiet. He flies under the radar for a really good player.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, be remiss not to mention what Maverick Noonan did. I uh, talked about, about those being first the, three series. Yeah. Uh, talked about Stenger being the best player on the field. Um, I think that what was more impressive of what he did was because he was under pressure all night long because they could not block Noonan. There was one play you where— You got
0: the sense it, early on, is you're like, boy, this yeah. is going to be a long night. They have no answer for Maverick Noonan.
1: Yeah, he had a series where a tackle for loss and then a sack back into a third and long, uh, and they got off the field. And there was the most impressive rep I think I saw from him. Didn't end up in a sack, uh, but um, it was— uh, I think Sauter— uh, Mike Sauter tweeted out the video of it, but just kind of getting around the end, low shoulder. Yeah, bend, how about the bend? Yep. And then delivered the throw just as um, uh, Stenger was releasing the ball and forcing incompletion there. Like that, that was, that was, I was like, whoa. Just one time. So that, that, that play right there kind of shows you what kind of a pass rushing prospect he is. And he had a real he's playing some right tackle, was in on their fourth down conversion. Um, so he he looks every bit the part of the prospect that um, people are talking about him as
0: Elkhorn South gonna have to bounce back in a hurry as they they travel to a place I think is it's it's an underplay, underrated place to play well coached football team and Coach Tomlin they've got to go to Grand Island uh I, that's not gonna be easy that's that's that's, that's kind of a, that's that or excuse me that's Southeast that yeah, yes. has Grand Island I keep thinking Elkhorn South Southeast yeah, yeah. has Grand Island
1: Central for the storms. yeah so, yeah. so coming Which, off that left. Tough game against Gretna if you want we to. We talk were about talking
0: that. about that yeah. kind of off off pod. Surprised at the level of physicality in which not only Gretna played with, but the lack of physicality in which Central did. That that one was probably the stunner of the week.
1: Yeah. Zane Flores, 20 for 25 for 218 yards, a touchdown and twelve-yard rushing touchdown. That's not a surprise. The Omaha Central, thirty carries for thirty, 30 yards. yards on the ground. That was the surprise. And Jalen Lloyd got loose four catches for 100 yards at a 64-yard, I think, touchdown. Maybe but, maybe
0: the best-kept secret in the Metro. But, we know about him as a triple jumper. Yeah. And he's a fantastic athlete.
1: Yeah, but they didn't really have anything else going. Uh, just completely shut down that running game that was so good in week one.
0: Yeah, they're kind of an enigma. I, I feel, So there's two teams, three actually, and strangely enough, they're all Metro teams. Burke was impressive hanging on against Kearney.
1: Finally got Devin Jackson going
0: north better than the score would probably indicate, uh, without question, the best defensive line tandem in the state with Orlando and, and Seantre Brown, Keyshawn Williams was spectacular. They played with a backup quarterback who I felt like was really, really good. He was, you know, they converted 70% of their third downs, which that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, uh, not good when you're on the defensive side (laughs) at, at, at Omaha West side. Um, I still feel like I, the picture's incomplete with them. They're, they're still learning to play football, but maybe more talented than the 0-2 record would indicate. They played two good football teams in Southeast and, and Westside.
1: And they've been in both games, just haven't yeah. been able to play the full um, 48 minutes. They've that's just, the thing. Yeah,
0: that, that, That's the thing. Got out to, to good leads. Um, they were ahead of us early, 14-8. Um, I don't... It's incomplete, right? That we're still kind of painting that picture, but they have a lot of individual talent. And then Central, I guess we'll know more this week. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to bounce back oh, in yeah. a in in a hurry because it doesn't get any easier for them.
1: No, and you, you know, Elkhorn South's going to be looking at that that film, and you said three man front for yeah. Gretna, uh, kind of what uh, Elkhorn their, South runs their as well. Their
0: physicality. Yeah. Was pretty impressive because I don't think Gretna is particularly deep. Yeah, but their their top half is pretty good. Yeah, their, their top half is, is pretty dang on good. I, you so the kind of the consensus among some of the guys that watch high school that have seen all three of the, the 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 metro teams in terms of Burke Central and South. There's more than three, but I'll stick with that theme just for a second. Think that Burke has the most upside. I don't quite know if I would agree with that yet, but they have they have some skilled pieces. The offensive and defensive lines I worry about a little bit.
1: Yeah, and they're pretty young up there and really inexperienced. Um, you mentioned what North has. Yeah, I mean Bell starting as a freshman. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy because I know him since he was like little fourth grader. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive um, that I mean. What the North can do in the trenches, you've got Central. Um, obviously, they've got a couple of talented pieces there. Didn't work out this last week. Burke really struggled week one. Bounced back in week two. Um, I, I think that that's that story is still kind of be told. We're still we still got a lot to learn about all three of those teams. we talk about the depth and how long will these teams be able to hold up? You've got new players working in, so maybe week three, week four what kind of difference will that be compared to week 1 and week 2 when you're making your first starts
0: yeah you uh, do have you do have a good metro story though uh omaha benson <laughs> starting out 2 and 0 with the comeback win down 21 against northwest who also had a chance to start 2 and 0 we've got a two game win streak for benson that's pretty impressive and uh for their efforts they get to go to fremont <laughs> Who I, I know you kind of like Fremont, right? I know you particularly oh, okay. like them. They're all offensively and at the quarterback spot, right?
1: Uh, I, I thought they were an interesting test to see um, last week uh, what what North Platte could do, um, just based on playing Class B the first match, step up to a Class A team that had won its first game. Um, obviously, Syntax a really good He's multi-sport good, yeah. athlete. I mean. Baseball. Baseball first, obviously one of the best shooters uh, in, in the state um, in, on the basketball court. But, yeah, that, that was an impressive win by North Platte, um, just kind of taking it to Fremont. And Vince Genitone, again, nine carries, 137 yards, hey, two def- They definitely
0: have my attention.
1: Plus 12 tackles, uh, back-to-back. I think that's back-to-back. It's
0: 29 in two games. Yeah. Is that pretty good?
1: <laughs> yeah. Back-to-back <laughs> games with, I think, 100 yards from scrimmage on offense and double-digit tackles. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good player, and I know he was down in Lincoln checking out the g- game this past week.
0: Yeah, I know everybody, you know, kind of hems and and haws about his size. I know one thing. it's a fantastic football player. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, just probably just at six feet. Um kind of wondering what he's going to play defensively, but it's yeah. a good football player. Yeah. And, R- really good football player.
1: And North Platte this week, they got a tough one going to Kearney. That should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, something's got to give there, right? Carney has been battle tested early with a really good schedule. Yeah. uh uh-huh. You know, they've, they've 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 had a a good early slate to that schedule. So I'll be curious to see what happens with this one and never an easy place to play. Uh chance for North Platte to show that, that they're for real.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of that's what this uh what this game is is a chance for show, for North Platte to show hey, we belong in that top that top tier too. Um obviously I think Bell West, it's probably tier one. And yeah, I'll be, I'll be
0: curious to see how this game shakes out this week with Creighton Prep. Very good and stout up front. I'll be curious to see if Bell West can get the run game going, but they'll have some work to do on the back end if the the, the tandem at quarterback with Johansson and 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 uh, Daniel Kalen yeah. um, are efficient in the passing game. We know about L.J. Richardson. Need a lot more consistency in the wide receiving core in terms of catching the football.
1: Yeah, and Creighton Prep obviously bounced back in a big way in Week 2 against Papillion the Vist. Yeah, they really
0: handled them.
1: And it's it's not so much – it's just the fact that the way they looked while doing it and the way they dominated that game from – Papillion the Vist obviously, um, they're not – they're not as good as Omaha Westside at this point, I guess. Well, well see, they'll, Friday, get, they'll get money back. But that's not a team that should um, get blown off the field like Prep did unless Prep did something right. And yeah. they, they they got Charmar Brown going, 20 carries for 141 yards and a score. He's a man. Uh, let him tote it this I'm week. I'm going
0: to continue to say that he's going against a very good Bellevue West defense. And yeah. here's the thing, though. This is what I know about Charmar Brown. He is relentless. Yeah. So whatever you give him on like the 10th or 12th carry, he's going to be reciprocating on the 20 or 22nd. He's he's not going anywhere. Both sides will have to hang in there for the long haul.
1: And that's the question. Can can Prep hold up defensively enough to where you don't panic and you don't get out of your game plan like um, we saw against you guys? In yeah, one. They,
0: they got away from the run game.
1: So can they keep the score close enough to be able to do what they want to do? Because obviously we know – uh, Bellevue West has quick strike ability with all those tight ends and wideouts. And obviously, LJ Richardson can break one off at any point. Um, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to tough. They could be tough. They're going to have to scrap on every single down to make sure that Bellevue West doesn't get out to a 14, 17 point lead and then change uh, the way that prep has to play.
0: Omaha Westside travels to Papillion we, uh, for their homecoming. That's an interesting team in, in Westside, right? Because they don't have a lot of gaudy offensive statistics but have they have some playmakers they'll get one back this week for sure i i believe he'll be starting on both sides of the ball and and young mr benning which will help them offensively but probably more so defensively i think uh and the secondary is kind of a banged up unit uh at west side with some key injuries missing tommy Connolly, who um Good one, of, one of the yeah. better young players. See, to watch he and and Sianche Brown and some of these offensive linemen from Omaha North last week was uh, was a thing of beauty. If you like good, tough football, um, the way that they played that game, Kirk Kubrick a uh, very good inside linebacker for Omaha Westside, Jamez Ross, very physical defensively, um, We'll see. Pap- Papillion on offense is interesting. They don't have a ton of tendencies. You could tell they're well coached, concept wise, right? With with Tim Williams and, and Gene Sir kind of back in the fold over there, which is kind of scary to think you put those two offensive minds together. But we'll I'll, we'll see how it works with Lindemeyer and and Money um, together if he's if he's back playing because they got some options.
1: Yeah, and that's what we talked about. They've, they've got some good individual pieces. It's just a matter of can they put the whole picture together. And Westside's a tough test to do it against, uh, but we'll see if they can – we'll see how they handle last week. Will they let that beat them twice, or will they come out ready to correct what led to um, last week's 30-30 – Thirty to three loss and come ready to play.
0: Yeah, the sneaky game within the game there is. I felt like Omaha West Side has, has seen two very good defensive lines, and Creighton Prep and Omaha North. Will they ramp up as they continue to get better with a lot of new guys starting, or will we be a little more beat up from the first two weeks yeah. of physicality? You just you never know how kids at the, that age will respond. Which matchup are you looking forward to the most in a?
1: Well, first, I think uh, we got to talk about probably the the, the the big upset from the first week. Um, kind of most surprising result was Papio South coming back to beat yeah. Lincoln East.
0: So that's twice now with Papio South, and you're right. Yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be dismissive because they have shown some results. Yeah. They got down early against Papillion. They fought their brains out to get back into that game and get it to one score. And then coming back against a well-coached team in Lincoln East, I t- and I said this before about Papillion South—they have good skill. I I like their skill guys, especially out of those those last two classes yeah. that they've gotten. If they find a way to handle some pressures up front, they have a chance to be a good football team.
1: Yeah, um, you met one of those young players, Devin Jones, running back. Uh,
0: really good player. He's played with. Uh, Caleb and Milliken yeah. for a long time in basketball, a good, strong, tough kid.
1: 96 yards and a score on the ground, plus a 7-yard receiving touchdown. Um, so, good 100-yard day from scrimmage, couple of scores for him. Uh, no very Walters, quiet, it, very un, unassuming. Oh, no Walters, I mean, did what he did. Efficient, 309 yards, four scores, one That's a pick. Ton. But
0: That's a ton at this level.
1: They had 19 carries for eight yards rushing, and they just had no answer for the Papio South quarterback run game. Brady Fitzpatrick had 19 carries for 140 yards and a touchdown. He did not pass the ball particularly well. Um, had two scores, two interceptions, uh, below 50% completion, but they could not stop him on the ground, and that ended up being the difference, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of sifting out the middle of the pack – and Class A, in my opinion, is, is similar to Class B, where it appears to be kind of separating itself towards the top. There's that middle group that you think could get hot that's talented enough, like an Aurora, that I would equate to maybe like a, uh, you know, a Creighton Prep. Uh, even Westside, for that matter, who hasn't been overly impressive, just good enough, but the schedule is going to break in such a way where it'll give – and as they get healthy, we'll see how – I guess it's everybody else, right? Yeah. It's WS and Millard South is the conventional thought process. Yeah. Coaches don't want to say that, but, I mean, it is what it is.
1: West said I think still getting credit for uh, – until they lose, typically they'll, they'll be up there. I think they're still number two um, depending on what rankings you look at. But, um, yeah, I think just in terms of what they've showed, Millard South is definitely – um, I think that the, 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 the next yeah. best team, yeah. Most so you so you
0: team. go so you go West Side, Elkhorn South Prep oh. is probably in there somewhere. Lincoln Southeast. I was gonna say
1: Southeast is tough to figure out because they they're are. winning, but. A lot, exact, they yeah. remind me a lot of us. They're playing a lot of one-score <laughs> games. Max Butenbach had a huge uh, day, 30 carries, 170 yards, two scores. Yeah, got um, his
0: invite already early to come down to, to Iowa this week, and it's just like
1: – Jake Applegate, couple, I think four catches, two of them were touchdowns. Yeah, I uh, talked
0: to him last night on Big Red Wrap-Up. He is um, – and you would agree with this because you've seen him up close numerous times. He's bigger. Yeah than what he's listed he's a big dude he, he is he's got right? broad
1: shoulders big frame he's 6'4 215 right now he's every bit of that yeah oh for sure and obviously he's got major athleticism as well on top of that uh big frame so that's the way he's able to make plays all over the field on both sides of the ball but now they've it, got they've got an
0: interesting one as, as they say. travel to, to grand island and, and see coach tomlin's bunch
1: yeah so omar north um week one right yeah um, they kind of
0: Started behind, yeah. kind of wore them down as the game wore on,
1: and then a 20-21 win against Lincoln Southwest. Um, so again, two games, two pretty close games where um, the the result was in doubt in the fourth quarter. So now they go to Grand Island, who um, pretty solid start. They've got Titan Fife at quarterback and some good athletes out there.
0: I recognize uh, the Fife name out there in Grand Island,
1: and and that's and that's a I guess. A little bit shorter drive from uh, Lincoln than Omaha, but yeah. trip out there to, to Grand Island. So th- I think I think we'll learn a, uh, a a bit about Lincoln Southeast. Are they are they getting better? Are they building off of these first two weeks? Are they going to be able to go out there and dictate the way that game is played, or is Grand Island going to make it tough on them again?
0: Is there something that a uh, team is kind of laying in the cut? Right, we're not really sure what to make of Millard West. They scored three scores in a hurry against Millard North to kind of pull away from that one. I think it's 55 or 56-31. You have the tough opener in week one. They get Millard South this week. Can we learn anything about either? Is it more about learning about Millard West or do you think there's ways to exploit Millard South up front that Millard West can take advantage of?
1: Yeah. Just after the wave, just watching uh, Millard. You don't want to do too much transit of property, but Millard West uh, lost Elkhorn South by two scores in Week One, and then what Millard. It's really difficult Week One
0: to Week Two too. So, so could be Millard dumb. South
1: did against Elkhorn South. So um, and obviously Millard game. That's always they're always gonna.
0: Yeah, go I hard thought Millard North run. offensively was impressive against Millard West. I mean that's that's quite a few points to be scored and and they found a way to get the ground game going.
1: Thirty two points, um, but yeah, so I, I think we'll probably. Uh, I think I don't know that Millard uh, Millard West is. I think they'll put up a, a fight for sure. Again, that that Millard rivalry. It's a it's a good program, but um, I, I, I'd be surprised if that was. Pretty close. I think that would tell us a lot about Millard West if they're able to make that a competitive game.
0: All right, give it to me. Give me your, 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 your must-see in Class A
1: and your must-see in Class B. Whew. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's, I, I think, probably, if we're just looking at the Metro. Um, Prep-Belvey uh, West. Uh, Prep-Belvey West is probably the one, I think, a uh, couple of the ones that will probably be the most competitive games are kind of, we mentioned, um, the s- Southeast at Grand Island. You've got the North Platte-Carney games. Um, I think those are probably two of the more evenly matched or potentially competitive games Um, in B uh, I think it's Bennington, Norris and Waverly at Elkhorn. And we'll learn, I think a lot about Elkhorn.
0: It's a prove it week for Elkhorn. I think.
1: And we'll learn uh, a little bit more uh, about Bennington. I think if, if they knock this one off, then we have to seriously start thinking they're, they're, (laughs) they're right up there. Like they're looking to make a run. So um,
0: we've seen it before. And, and, for as much as a team like Omaha, Scut can lay in the cut. I still feel like we we talk about some other folks, yeah. it, but primarily maybe, Jacob, because we take them for granted.
1: Yeah. And uh, Thursday night game against gross. That's probably not um, that, that play, probably plays part into it this week, at least. Yeah, for <laughs>
0: for sure. Uh, sets up for a huge week four, but we won't we won't fast forward too fast. A lot of quality matchups in week three. We hear the music. That's another week in the books of Nebraska Preps postgame. That's Jacob Padilla. I am Damon Benning. We will be back next week.
1: Nebraska Preps
0: postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. A Huda Media Production.